At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about the all-important subject of how to buy your first hunting license. Now, I know what you're thinking. You need to do a whole podcast on how to buy a hunting license. Well, yes, absolutely. I wish I would have had one when I went and bought my first hunting license. Like, well, George, what do you mean? Well, it seems like the simplest thing. Go in, take your hunter's tra- hunter safety course certificate, which we talked about in the last episode, how to get that, and then you buy your hunting license and away you go. Well, I thought that was going to be that simple, but I got there and they asked me all these questions. What kind of license do you want? Do you want this license? Do you want that license? Do you want this tag? Do you want that tag? What do you do about doe tags? How many of those do you want? And I was just sat there and I was dizzied with it all. I was like, wait, wait a minute. This is supposed to be easy now. Uh, what are all these questions? I'm like, well, do you plan on hunting this or do you plan on hunting that? I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I plan on hunting. What comes with the, what comes with the, with, with the license? What's free? What can I get here? So, you know, that's what I want to talk about. Give you guys some insight today in terms of, you know, thinking ahead Uh, understanding what's available, what you plan to hunt, what you want to buy, and what you don't need to buy on day one. Um, So every state's a little different. I can give you my experience in PA. Your state might be a little bit different. But when I went in, you can get the basic standard PA hunting license. Just regular hunting. And that's going to cover... Well, it seems like different stuff every year, to tell you the truth. But what that comes with is it comes with one antler deer tag. It comes with a fall turkey tag. It comes with a spring turkey tag. And with that general license, you can hunt a whole, a whole host of stuff. You can hunt sm- most small game. You can hunt woodchucks. You can hunt crows. You can hunt predators, most of them, not all of them. Um, you can hunt coyotes. That's really probably the main predator, so forth and so on. Uh, But there's other licenses, and there's things that you can't hunt with that one, and that's what started to get complicated. Um, You know, my first year, pheasants were included with the main license, but later, pheasants became an additional license. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know if I want to go pheasant hunting or not, if I want to pay for that or not. 
So every state's a little different, but it really comes down to what do you want to hunt? So some of the extra tags that we could get or that they offered us was first of all, and this one, you know, caught me kind of off guard is your fur bearers tag or your fur bearers license. And that's usually for trapping. And I was like, well, I don't plan on doing any trapping, but in my state, there's certain animals that you can't hunt without a fur bearers license. So foxes, for example, and I think also raccoons is on the list. And I think there's minks and fishers and a couple others. You can't hunt them unless you have the fur bearers license, which is essentially a trapper's license. So I had to make the call, okay, do I want to hunt any of these critters? And I didn't know. I had no idea. I spent a whole bunch of money my first year that I didn't have to spend. Because I think the regular hunting license is about $22 in my state. The fur bearer's license was like more than that, just added on. There's a pheasant license, which is like 25 bucks or so added on top of that that you can get. There was a migratory game bird tag, which I didn't even know what that meant, but that lets you hunt um, a number of different types of birds, doves, uh, anything that migrates. Uh, and then there's a waterfowl tag and a duck stamp. And on top of that, there's antlerless deer tags, and then you could get extra turkey tags. So I went in there, oh, and there was archery license as well. So I went in there, had no idea, spent a bunch of money, didn't plan it out, didn't think about it, and you know, honestly wasted a lot of money on licenses that I wasn't going to use. And didn't realize I could go back any time and I could buy any license that I needed before I was going to go out hunting that particular type of game. So here's what I recommend. You know, you got your hunter safety course. You've got some idea of what you want to hunt. You already have some clue. And again, every state's going to be a little different, but you've got some idea. Just buy licenses for what you plan to hunt right now. So for me, I was just planning on hunting woodchucks, crows, and deer. And the regular hunting license let me do all of those things. Um, I didn't need any extra pieces. I didn't need to spend a bunch of money. And that's what I wanted to do. Now, later, I did want to hunt some other things. And I did go out and get some licenses. But I only got ones for what I wanted to hunt. I didn't need to buy a bear license because I wasn't planning to hunt bears. But one year I did go out hunting bobcats, so I had to go and get the bobcat tag. So it all depends on what do you plan to hunt. And you can always stop on the way to where you're hunting and get your license then if you, you want to go after something that maybe you didn't think about or different plan on. And then here was the big one, and again, state-specific, but when I went in, what I really wanted to get were doe tags. I really wanted to hunt antlerless deer. And the, the process for that was so complicated, I, it, it took me two years to figure it out. And I, I messed it up probably the first three years and just didn't get it right. In fact, I think this year, actually, is the first year I ever did it right the first time. 
it was so complicated to me and it takes about a half hour to do every year. So here's the way it works. I'd go in, get my hunting license. They would ask me, how many applications do you want for antlerless deer tags? And I, and I would want two because there's two different areas that you know I have opportunity to hunt because uh, I'm on the border of a couple different um, game management units. So first of all, I had to figure out what game management unit is am I in? What game management units are the properties that I can hunt in? And then figure out, okay, what do I need to do? So they hand me two applications. There's a little card you got to fill out with your name, your information, your, your hunting license ID number. And then you've got to write your check out for like $6.90. Your state might be different. And then you've got to fill out this complicated envelope because what they, the way they have it set up is you've got to have the return envelope inside of the envelope that you're sending to with postage already paid on it with the card inside of that and the check. But the way they do it is they give you this monstrosity of an envelope, which is both envelopes and the same envelope that licks, sticks, folds, and then finally goes in the mail. And you, I mean, you need like, you need a degree, it seemed to me, to figure this thing out. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So I had messed it up the first year. I sent multiple applications in the first envelope and, you know, got a nasty letter back and then messed it up again the next year, messed it up again the year after. Um, but eventually I figured it out and it's not that complicated. I just wish there would have been somebody to tell me what to do. So the way it works is you mail that in and there's different rounds and I didn't understand the rounds at first but there was different rounds of how they award these tags. So there's an initial day and it's first come first serve. So there's an initial day, you know, whoever gets their, their stuff in right at the beginning within the first couple days, they process those first. Then what they do is they open it up to out of state hunters for the, for, for the, for a round. 
So they'll process the in-state first-come applicants. Then they would process out-of-state applicants. Then they would process second round of in-state applicants. And then they would process second round of out-of-state applicants. So there were multiple dates on when you could send it in. So the way I found out is um, I've got to take the first license. You've got to mail that back for the first deadline. And you want to mail in the one first that's the hardest one to get. So, for example, the where I hunt is in Westmoreland County, but it borderlines two game management units. One's in Alle one covers most of Allegheny County, one covers just Westmoreland County. In the one game management unit, they sell out of tags every year. And the other one, they don't always sell out ever. You know, I think last year there were 7,000 un unclaimed, unpaid for tags that just went to waste because there were so many doe tags in Allegheny County in Pennsylvania. So then I will apply for the tag for the game management unit that's hard to get on the first round. And that'll go through. I'll get that. It'll come back. And then I'll apply for my second tag for the one that's easy to get on the second round because I know they're not going to sell out. I don't know that they've ever sold out before November and you're applying in July and August. So that's easy now that I've got that system down. But what you want to do is beyond reading the instructions carefully, I would call the game commission in your state. I would just flat out call them ask them to talk you through their process. Uh, I've heard a lot of different things, what people have said about the Game Commission, often things that are not flattering. But I have talked to the Game Commission on multiple occasions. I've sent them emails, I've called them, they've called me back. I've had the best experience that I could ever imagine having talking with um, the people at the commission talking with different conservation officers trying to figure out what to do, where to go, what's public land, what's not, um, trying to read some of the crazy maps and stuff on the government website that doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, when I've talked to these guys, they have been so helpful, willing to talk as long as I want, answer every question. I feel like, you know, I feel like my calls to them have actually been high points in their day. Like, I don't know if they just sit around doing paperwork or they're walking through the woods and wishing, you know, they had human beings to talk to. I don't know what it is, but every time I've talked to somebody, I really felt like I wasn't intruding. In fact, they welcome the call and the conversation. Maybe your state's different. Maybe, you know, the guys that I've talked to are just nice guys. I don't know. But I found the Game Commission to be incredibly helpful and responsive. I was spent one whole day trying to figure out their website on a particular hunter access program. Got so frustrated. Sent them an email. I think it was on a it was on in the evening. Like, like they responded like responded like within the hour at like 11 o'clock at night the next day they called me and just talked about it and got it all cleared up and, and settled so I would recommend email or call the game commission even before you go in for your first to buy your first license if you're in doubt if you're in any way confused about the laws about the protocol just call them just be like hey how's this work you know I'm new to hunting and you know what? They're most likely, if you tell them that you're new, that this is their first year, they're going to be so happy to help you because you are their future. You are their job security. They need new people to hunt to keep this thing going. 
and they find an opportunity to help a new hunter get started and get their feet wet and and sort of navigate the process and make it easy for them, most of them are going to jump at that opportunity as long as it's not doing the two, during the two weeks of firearms deer season. So call them before that. That's a good idea because they're going to be getting thousands of calls every day, probably in the middle of that season. But the rest of the year, the other 50 weeks, talk to somebody at the game commission uh, for your particular state. I cannot recommend that enough. Just give them a call, say, hey, um, you know, I just, I, I, I don't understand what's written here, or I just want to get some clarification or just help me understand the process or, Hey, I was too lazy to read the book. Could you tell me what it means? There's a lot of words there. You know, they, they're there to help. And I found them to be very helpful. So I would recommend do that, call the game commission, talk to them and so on and just figure out what's going on in your state. In, in a 10-minute phone call, you could save hours of reading and thinking and hassle and questions and still get it wrong like I did. So to recap, think about what you want to hunt, what game you want to go after before you go to the store to get your first license. You know, that you may... You know, I'm not saying think about it for days, but have an idea what you want to get when you get there. Uh, if you're thinking about, you know, something that might be complicated, call the game commission, get them to talk you through it, get their feedback, get their input, and then go in and just buy the licenses that you need for whatever it is you plan to hunt in the near future or that year. If you're like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to hunt that or not, you can come back and get it later. Keep the money in your pocket. You can always come back if you want to, you know, you could buy 10 different t tags on the first day and then realize later, oh, you're only going to go after two things. I'd say just keep that money in your pocket and then you can always go back out later and pick up those tags if you have an opportunity to go hunt that. So that's my advice. Appreciate you guys for listening. This has been the New Hunter's Guide. I'm George Kanidis. Go online to our website at newhuntersguide.com for the show notes, more information, tips, resources, other shows, and different ways that you can subscribe and listen to the show. Uh, and please leave us a nice review wherever you're listening. We'd appreciate that. Helps us get the word out to more people. And until next time, God bless, and you guys have a great one. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv brave anglers search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv